ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast with me, my bestie, Seuss. Hi, guys. How you doing, Seuss? Much better than last week. Way I mean, better. Everything's still horrible and, you know, the world's going to end, but I'm just feeling <sighs> better about it. We're a little more chipper today. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's only know, one way to go from here and that's up, right? We just needed a minute to yeah. like think about, be contemplative, mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. the state Good of wor- the world. And now we're ready to talk about cults. Ridiculous stuff again. <laughs> well, not so ridiculous. People love this. You guys Man. loved the last episode we did. Whenever we go anywhere and we're like, hey, what yeah. What episode did you guys like? Everyone always says, the episode on cults. Yeah. So we thought we would give the people what they want. Right. And give another episode on cults. I mean, which, we're kind of, we've discussed this before. We're kind of in a cult. The brainiacs. Kind of. Yeah. Are taking over. We're not going to ask you to sacrifice anyone. Yeah. We're like a new religious movement that isn't going to rely on sexual exploitation or <laughs> mind, mind control. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of have a little fun group Following. that we can call a cult, at least for today. The smartest cult. Before we start, some shout outs. Shout outs! Here's a fun one. We have a Patreon subscriber who sent me a message in request that you get, there's a shout out reward. And this person said, when you do the shout out, can you give it to Weasel and Otter? Oh. Yeah. Because this person, Haley, her best friend, Laura, is moving away. I feel like I'm doing a long distance dedication. Yeah, this is so it's great. Yeah, really cute. Um, and that must be like the words that they refer to each other as or something. Weasel it's real cute. And Otter, the best of friends. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, Haley's moving away from Laura. Oh, And this Haley was a Laura. goodbye present. So it's very cute. That's so cute. What a great gift. Yeah. And so I will also give shout outs to a few others. And if you want some shout outs and other perks, then join uh, Patreon. We have tiers as low as $1 and upwards. And you get rewards when you join and you support our show and keep us on the air for Pete's sake. And I may sing your name on the freaking radio. So yeah, I usually say the name and then Sarah takes it up a notch. I, so, I can't help it. Thank you to Tim. Tim. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> Sarah Johnson. Oh, well, we love a girl named Sarah. Yeah. Hello. Thanks, Sarah. Tired old dog. Oh wait. Oh no, that's I a hope good one. That's their name. Tired old dog. <laughs> Thanks for getting a little energy to donate to the podcast. Uh, and then one more, Ciro. Oh, Ciro, what a cool name. Oh wait, that's you know what? He's not cool. That was fraud. What? Yeah, that was flagged as fraud. Ciro. I take that back. That is not cool. You, do, you get the opposite of a shout out. Right. I am not into Ugh. that. Anyway, if you see that person, he got like the biggest shout out of all. And he I was know. Fried. Let's go back to tired old dog. <laughs> I like him better. Anyway, um, I think this episode is going to be fun. I asked you guys to ask us what you or tell us what you want to hear about cults. A lot of people talked about Scientology. Yes. Stuff like that. So we will definitely get Do you, to that. Have you ever met anybody who was in Scientology? Not that I can think of. Or, yeah, oh, that you know well, of. just Mike oh. Rinder, who used to be. He used to be their, um, oh. he used to be their press person. He was yeah. in charge of all their marketing and communication. And now with he's the press. anti. Yeah, he was in Going Clear on yes. HBO. And he is my buddy. And we talk a lot about Scientology, but I've never met somebody who was still in it. Have you ever sat to. through one of the. No, tests. personality tests? No. I did. What'd you, what was it like? Well, they ask you questions that would normally make anybody experience a, a physiological response, even on a very small example. scale. So if they ask, if you're holding on to this little machine that's picking up... I would imagine it's like heart rate, something like that. And the E meter. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you ask them, was there trauma that you experienced in your childhood? Our bodies naturally go back to that moment of trauma and you put yourself in that position. And 
yeah, you are going to have a reaction. And they are able to then, I guess, this is my understanding of it, but what I know is that then by doing these uh, sessions over and over and over and over, you can get your body to not have that reaction anymore. And they say, oh, look, we're curing you. But I just think that's like exposure therapy. That's just making you almost like you've experienced so much that you're taking away the, you're like not giving, which you could, it's like so many different psychologies use that or psychological theories use that as a, uh, a, um, um, therapeutic technique, but don't call it magic. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can I ask you why you took the test? Oh, I, you know what? It was like an accident. I was at, very interesting, I was at the, um... A health and wellness expo in Long Beach in 2010, maybe. They do it every year. And I love this health expo. It's all alternative, natural healing. And I've gone like three years in a row until I moved away from Long Beach. Loved it. Um, But it's like they snuck their booth in, in between the Himalayan pink crystal salts and the chakra healing crystals. They had... But they didn't mark anywhere that it was Scientology. Exactly. So for somebody who was, and, and I'm like that person who says, oh, neck massage? Yes. Crystal balancing? Yeah, let's try it. Like, I'll try anything. And I just love walking around and I'm like a sucker for free shit too. Yeah. So there, I was like, for free? Yeah. Tell me whatever you want. Okay. And, so when you did it, um, who was the person administering the test? Oh, some guy. And he looked, a young guy? Or? Uh, he was, I want to say, maybe in his 30s. And was he likable? Yes. Yeah. Very likable. And agreed with anything I said. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So how long was the test? Five minutes. And afterwards, what did they say? Afterwards, I knew what was up. It was, it, it was pretty... As soon as I sat down and they started asking the questions, my memory of what this was like I had this was kind of before Scientology had really been exposed for what it was but I had a little bit of knowledge on the subject and knew there was weirdness around it and uh so I had I remember having to back away so like kind of you know get out of the situation and you know, no, I don't need that. No, I don't. Th- I think I'm fine. I think I'm just gonna go about my. Oh, you can have come. You know, this many sessions or whatever. No, 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 I'm fine. And it being, I'm, I'm not good at saying no anyway. I'm surprised which that is you what didn't get sucked on. in. To be I know, because I right, because it's hard for me. To, it, I, it's hard for me to say no, like because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I would have been like, yeah, sure, let's go. The same reason I invited the Mormons into my. I had Mormon. Uh, the Mormons. I invited All to right. Um, the you know the guys who were coming by my front door, and they came in and they had dinner with my family and like showed me Jesus on a flip book. That's really nice because uh, I can't say no. So if you're like proselytizing your religion, come to my house. You'll at least get a good meal. <laughs> do you ever feel like? Well, I know you do. You for a minute were into Kabbalah. Yeah. So I think you do have these moments where you're like, oh, this is appealing. Yeah. Well, I definitely. Uh, I think that the there's an underlying, and we've mentioned this before, that there's an under or common thread, and when I can, when I can find the, the things in a specific belief system where there is some sort of foundation of evidence behind it, or I can see why it becomes a thing. Like I can see why prayer is works for people. I can see why. Uh, a bunch of people getting together and worshiping is effective. 
And it's the same way if you got a bunch of people together to laugh, it would be effective. And they do that in India. And they're, I, so those kind of things. So when I find something I, that I do latch onto it, and it's if I have a need in my own life too. Probably. Whenever I think about cults, and when I, I watch interviews with folks who joined one, um, I'm struck, number one, by just, you know, that they, they aren't what you think. They're not crazy people. Mm-hmm. They're people that just are like me and you who might be inclined to be open-minded to a new idea and, you know, maybe have something wrong going on and that this is a solution to that problem. And then I get freaked out by how malleable the mind is Mm -hmm. and how open to suggestion and sort of influence, how pliable our minds are. And that scares me, number one, because of what's going on, in my opinion, with the government right now Mm -hmm. and how there's a shift happening. And you can see how a lot of these, or you'll know, I mean, I should ask you, like, do you think that these cults or religious movements stem from some sort of, um, I don't know if it's like the need for a counter movement or uh, maybe there's a fear. Like uh, there were a lot of cults that seemed to spring up around the time of communism mm-hmm. when that whole like be afraid of your neighbor. Yeah. It could be any one thing. Yeah. So one of the challenges that you know, people that study religion and politics and things like that encounter is that we don't live in a vacuum and this idea doesn't live in a vacuum. So there's all these things at play like racism or just race relations, um, you know, people's childhoods and whatever's going on culturally, pop culture even. I was reading, this is kind of a weird example, but I was reading today how when um, car makers design cars, they look at what the cars look like in sci-fi movies as a way to model them. And so it's like, who is influencing whom, right. right? It's been like that through sci-fi. You can almost trace. We've talked about that before, too. How all the things that were predicted in those are. Well, yeah, yeah there's an influence there. So yes. if we watch a film and, oh, that's what the future looks like, then a car maker is going to say, well, people are going to expect the car from the future to look like this. Yep. So it's the same with religiosity and really everything. It's like there's so many cultural influences that, that m- make things mm-hmm. the way they are whether it's church or the way a sermon is shown to you or whatever so you know what i started looking at differently and i can't believe i consider myself to be aware of multicultural issues and uh diversity and things of that nature the oh, christmas I didn't even realize how, if you were a minority, how every single, and that goes with also all religious iconography too, mm-hmm. how it really does say that this is what these people look like. And this is what the person we've chosen to be like the savior looks like. This is what God looks like. This is what his disciples look like. I was looking at somebody who had an angel tarot card deck and every single one of them was white. And I was just like, I just don't believe that that's how it is. Yeah. You know, but, and I couldn't, I, I had never thought about it, about how I was uh, never well, yeah, until you look like this week. Those people. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So before we go on, I, we actually forgot to mention, cause you just reminded me cause you said the holidays, yeah. this episode airs on Thanksgiving or oh, drops gobble, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure we, uh, you know, acknowledge that this is for many people they are listening on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope they're having a wonderful holiday. <laughs> Nothing brings family together like a nice discussion about cults. Well, I think I told you, I was like, should we put out an episode on Thanksgiving? And then we were like, yes, yeah. people need a break from that crap. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a reason why that's the mo- number one drinking night. Yeah. The bar, busiest bar night yeah. in I used to make a killing year. when I was a cocktail waitress. Oh, yeah. Man, people were like, get me out of my house. Get 
me the night before Thanksgiving, I guess is what I hear. It's like we're recording this a week ahead, and I read a tweet today that said, hey, everybody, call your mom and dad today and ask them where what the Wi-Fi password is for their house, and then we'll give them enough time to find that little piece of paper they wrote <laughs> it on by the time Thanksgiving comes. It's exactly like that at my mom's house. Yes! I can't believe she has Wi-Fi, but it is like all scribbled on this little tiny sheet. And everybody's parents are like that. Oh my god, that's and so good. If you're gonna start, are you you gonna do Black Friday? Are you a Black yes. Friday? Yes, yes, I am. Really, I do love it. Hello, I love a bargain, and I go to bed at like three o'clock in the morning anyway. It's gr- I wait a minute. Love it. I that's the ones I go to. I don't go to the ones that start at six a.m. I go to the ones that are open at like midnight on that night, and I just go from midnight to four a.m. and then go home and sleep. You lie. I swear. Lowman's twenty five percent off everything, and they're already deep discounted. Oh, hello. That is hilarious. How has this never come up before? I don't know. You've never lived around here. Wow. Well, we're spending Thanksgiving together. Yes. As this people are listening, we are probably <gasps> stuffing our faces. We are drinking so much wine. <laughs> we definitely have wine stained lip wine lipstick right now. Hundred percent guarantee. I'm in charge of taters. Yes, you are. I'm in, I make a mean mash. I know. I can only <laughs> imagine. If you the reason why I brought up Black Friday though is because if you don't want to go out like Sarah like a weirdo weirdo you can find a beautiful book for your kids lost my dot name it is customizable everybody's doing that I'm doing that too our uh the brain candy podcast has customizable pieces now too I think it's so special that's what everybody wants to get back to too is like yeah things that are these almost like an heirloom gift like yeah. you can give this and your child can treasure this forever it's so cute we got uh lincoln's name of course and then his little main character looks just like him and you can choose the animals that are featured in the book and make it your own and i think that's a really special thing to do for the kid in your life go to lost my dot name and enter code brain candy and get 10 percent off and it's just a fun process to buy. You can get them in different languages as it well. It is fun to buy. And they come in beautiful different styles. You can get a deluxe edition that comes in a great gift box. Yeah. It's fabulous. You'll love it's it. It's so cute. And I suggest just subscribing to their newsletter because you get a bunch of cute little and things. And how rare is that? Most newsletters, it's like, no thanks. No, this one's really cute. Yeah. It gives you activities to do with your children. So there you go. Yeah. Lost my dot name. Code brain candy and get ten percent off. I totally oh, wait. one oh, more what? little thing we have to mention. What shipping free worldwide? Hello, because I know we have a lot of friends up in Canada, and they always ask, "Do you ship to Canada?" Yes, yes, we, this will for free. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, back to cults. I totally interrupted you, but the point was that you were making was about how, you know, you don't realize what you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know. So even in preparation for this episode, I wanted to, because last episode we did about cults, we talked about Jonestown, which is my favorite, yep. Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we touched a little bit on Warren Jeffs. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention one this time that most people don't think of when they think of a cult, which was Charles Manson's family, uh-huh. because it wasn't necessarily religious, but... Um, I think that it has all the characteristics of a cult and it had apocalyptic themes and it just didn't. And they saw him as a God figure. He is always who we look at whenever we're discussing narcissistic personality disorders. Have have you seen some of the interviews with him? Crazy guy. When he says, talk about zero remorse. I've never seen. That's why he is the uh, poster child yeah. for that, because this guy has none. Right. But he's the narcissistic personality. Some people say, oh, no, he's probably the sociopath or antisocial yes. personality disorder. Yeah. But no, because an, he still has that. I want to be worshipped like a god. And that is is so and also no regard for other individuals he's oh he is like a narcissistic personality to a t and yeah. it's so creepy to see what a full-blown one in a total psychosis looks like well 
I never knew this about him, but I was reading about his mom, who was a 16-year-old prostitute who runaway that gave birth to him. So he really was set up to fail, but she was also an alcoholic who tried to sell him for a pitcher of beer. Okay, well, and that explains a lot. So there you go. When you probably have a predisposition to something, a long-time history of uh, dysfunction in the family, and you have zero attachment skill, like you're, when you didn't get any of yeah, that parent-child attachment relation. Yeah, he lived his whole life in prison, even before this. So absolutely, you can understand how somebody would not know how to interact with people if they're just set up from... it's. It's environment, it's biology, and it's the combination of the two coming into play for this guy. Oh, that's I, dangerous. I thought it was interesting that his parole officer, he classified him as antisocial, but I mean, I'm sure that mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a fluid thing. But he was saying how when you grow up in prison, you get real good at um, knowing how to manipulate people, yes. oh, reading so people, lying to people. Because you have to. Yeah. And so when you see how he was with his family and how he attracted these beautiful middle-class women, young girls, really, to join his quote-unquote family and the way that he literally controlled their behavior and their brain, like the way, way they talk, the way they acted, and that even in the courtroom, they were dedicated to him, loyal to him, and even tried to tell them, tell the court, he didn't do anything. This was all about mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the control someone would have to have mm-hmm. over you to do that. Your whole life. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And Oh, brainwashing from... But that's what I mean. How That's <sighs> what scares me is how weak our minds are. They are. And they're really... If you can't... Well, I think this is why self-awareness and... Being, um, like having a sense of self and identity is crucial because people who are cult leaders prey on people who are searching for an identity or have a lost identity who go, I don't know where I belong. I don't know where I fit in. He certainly knew who was vulnerable. Yes. I'm an outcast. If you don't have a community, it, oof. That's really dangerous. And think about it. He didn't kill one person. Oh, oh, and now I could go, you can go even further with this is why it's even more scary at a time like now when you have people who, when they do feel alone, will isolate themselves and live on a computer or live on a computer screen. And then they get information just online and just through sources that they want, which is really just getting information that confirms things that they want to hear. And then... They're influenced by somebody who is a cult-like leader who provides them with, and they haven't had any social interaction besides, you know, computer time. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course that I can see somebody being part of a cult and never, ever leaving their own home, Mm -hmm. being like a remote member. And how it wouldn't be very difficult to get these people together and then say, okay, now we're going to, and, and the, oh God, this is getting creepier and creepier the more I think about it. The, the doomsday and apocalyptic plans of the past that used to be like, oh, cyanide poisoning and whatever, like we're going to destroy everybody with that. Take that into, put a modern twist on that. And now you take a bunch of people who maybe are really good at hacking computers or maybe really good at, you know, whatever, they could shut shit down. Mm -hmm. The attacks, I don't think, are going to be the same mass murder, uh, suicide, suicide, like with cyanide poisoning and drinking the Kool-Aid thing. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be more along the lines of what you saw with these, uh, there were these uh, cults in Japan that went around it was seraphin gas and just yeah. poisoned everyone. And it was like a modern take yeah, on yeah, yeah. Ooh, I have goosebumps. <gasps> yeah, I always have to look because it's pronounced Om Shinkriko. Or, or, I always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Shin 
Yeah, I think they did, I just got the um, AUM or whatever. Just look yeah. up that if you're interested. But but that cult, even after that attack in, in Japan, still exists. Still, with I, I read uh, 1,500 members. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't even know that. That's a sizable number of people to still be practicing. A, a, and they say that, they, oh, I don't, I don't want to know, you know, we don't really guess, do any of that stuff. But I feel like, because a lot of these, including that one, have these end times focus yes. and this feeling even with Charles Manson, he anticipated a racial um, civil war and they have this sense of like hopelessness and that everything's going to end anyway. And there's nothing more dangerous than someone thinks they have nothing to lose and that the world's going to end anyway. And so you can facilitate that. That's when things get scary it makes me worried about right now. Yeah. Because thing I've never felt it so polarized in this country before. Yeah. And it just feels like the tension is so like palpable. Yeah. That I've uh, when Sarah got here I, I just said that I'm addicted to Twitter more than ever because I have just made it a point to for me Twitter used to be just funny and I still try to be funny on there but the people that I follow are like, if I read a really great article, I'll follow the author, um, journalists and, and, uh, really credible news sources. I, I just want more and more and more of it. Credible news yeah. sources. New York times, yes. the Atlantic, the New Yorker, Washington Post, LA times. There's a great, um, journalist named Matt Pierce, who's awesome, but Anybody like that, even a historian, there's Kevin Cruz. He's awesome too. And it's not just people that happen to agree with me. It's people that are, I know are doing the work of good journalism. Mm -hmm. And I actually have tried to think like you're saying where I'll, I don't want to just have confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. I want to read it and think, what would the other side say about this? How would they discredit this? Mm -hmm. So that then I can better vet the information for like, am I being crazy here? Or yeah, isn't you know? that a strange feeling that happens where yeah. you go, wait, is it well, me? Honestly, oh, I'm turning I, into like I, a doomsday prepper. <laughs> like for real, I was telling my friend Kelly, I was like, I think there's going to be a coup. I'm turning I into know. my mother. You did say, and and then the more I think about it, I was like, oh, okay, well, so the signs are. Part of it is about being vigilant and saying and questioning things and not yeah. being complicit in some sort of weird moment. But I mean, I don't want to be a person driven by fear either. I think that that's destructive and sort of weak minded in itself. It's and very I think emotional. A, yeah. And I think a lot of times it's easy for people to, uh, or I should say, before getting attached to a cause or a movement or a, I, an idea, a lot of times there are many layers to it where something can be presented. The same thing with, I think, any of those fringe religions or whatever, where the ideas presented is one thing. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I am into that. Yeah. And then they are like, and then you're in it. And then they're like, oh, wait, but what about this weird thing, too? And you're like, well, I don't really believe that, but I believed all the other stuff, Even so with, um, I guess I'll just hop on board. The the interview that Leah Remini did, I think it was maybe Dateline, when she was promoting her book on Scientology, Troublemaker, and she was saying how, like, you didn't get the weird shit mm -hmm. until, like, level 10. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Xenu and all that <laughs> stuff. It just wasn't talked about when you were a beginner and it, you got positive thinking and, mm -hmm. and ways of dealing with anxiety, very practical things that are actually used. That's what drives me crazy is yeah. when they steal the real things Yeah, and call it Scientology. And so then... this is like a classic technique of new religious movements, which mm -hmm. is to um, kind of rehash positive thinking rhetoric and empowerment, things that everyone wants mm -hmm. to feel like more empowered and more 
uh, in control of their life. But then like, then by level 10, they're like, oh, by the way, there's these Thetan aliens that are, you know, in our bodies. And you're like, oh, damn, I really like one through nine. <laughs> so you have to make a choice. Am I going to stay for 10 and just right. kind of dismiss that? Yeah. Or, or hit the, hit the bricks. And I, for a lot of people, there's so, there's so much that cognitive dissonance when they're well and if they've donated a lot of uh, money uh-huh you don't want to admit that you just gave all that money to no a way. total scam uh-uh but people brought up in the questions they submitted on twitter what's which we did cover in the original cult episode like what's the difference between a cult and uh-huh. a rel- small religion well not much because christianity used to be a cult right we the jesus movement and think about it like there's this guy in Australia, you should look him up, A.J. Miller, although he goes by Jesus. Oh, God. And he, you know, claims that he is Jesus incarnate and that, you know, he's the savior, etc. And you hear about these guys, like even David Koresh in Waco. They said that they were a savior figure, a God figure. Well, guess who else did that? Jesus. Right. <laughs> we just uh, mostly believe him now. <laughs> So at a certain point, it goes from, okay, who's this whack job right. to like, I kind of believe him. And there's that John of God guy in, Br- yeah. in Brazil. Does he say that he is God though, or that he's an agent of God? I think he says he's an agent of God. Like he doesn't claim to be divine. He just has divine power. I think. I'll have to ask it's my mother. a fine mother. line there. <laughs> a fine line. But I mean, your mom believes he's divine? She's, she said she miraculous. witnessed... She said she witnessed miracles. Okay. She said she witnessed him perform. And she said she was got a spiritual healing from him. You know what actually is a miracle? What? Bioclarity. That is for <laughs> real. Wait, Suze, I have the best news. What? Because I finally moved and unpacked all my stuff. Yeah. I, I had my bioclarity packed up for two weeks. My face was not happy. You're kidding. And then... Are I you went, joking? I'm, I swear God is my witness. Wow. It did not like not it because I, you know what I was Your using? Skin was I was using hotel room bar <gasps> soap. I know. Sarah. Guys, I know. So I just did a comparative study for you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> She's her guinea pig. Please use BioClarity and not hotel room soap because you'll be so much happier. If you have problem skin, any kind of skin issues, Check out BioClarity. It's a three-step treatment. Go to BioClarity.com. And for $9.95, you can get your first month plus free shipping. But you need to enter Brain Candy as the promo code. It's my miracle wash. And now Sarah's too. And now I'm back on it. And thank God. Oh, that's <laughs> a rough couple of zitty zit weeks. Yeah, we have a lot of selfies to take, people. I didn't during those weeks. <laughs> That's why you were off social media. Yeah, because I had too many zits. Between the stress of the election, the stress of moving, and not yeah. having my bioclarity, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Go to bioclarity.com and enter code BRAINCANDY995 for the first month plus free shipping. Um, yes, but John of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. We don't know. Um, Sarah had some fun cultic topics yeah tell me what you want because i wanted to look up some of the ones that were a little more obscure but also the ones that had a dark twist because i have to adjust susie's picking a wedgie get in there a A front wedgie hey girl (laughs) i get it adjust your goods whatever make them make them comfy down there okay go ahead so i wanted to find the ones that had a kind of like the dark spooky twist because i know people love that i'm a fan of all those shows like criminal minds and everything so it's like what we're fascinated with Mm -hmm. so there were a few that i looked up uh one uh the matamoros i think matamoros matamoros human sacrifice cult have you heard of this one it's in mexico no okay so there were there were these drugs a drug smuggler in mexico and he called himself El Wait, Padrino. Spell this for me. M A T A M O R O S. Ooh, we'll put up links to like fun YouTube videos of this stuff for you guys. We'll put it Ooh, in the newsletter. And, yes, we'll put it in the newsletter. Make sure you're subscribing to our newsletter. You can do that by going to thebraincandypodcast.com and just click subscribe. And uh, I'll even put up 
the Charles Manson interviews for you guys. You'll love this. Oh my God, they're so good. Everybody's going to subscribe right now. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so back to El Padrino, the grandfather, uh, which is annoying he called himself this because he was 26 years old. And you know what his real name was? Jesus. So he really could have gone by Jesus <laughs> and didn't. So the irony, right? Um, so he had help from a 24-year-old <laughs> whose name was Sarah, who called herself the witch. And together they, Love uh, this. they were they were marijuana smugglers. And they started this cult where they convinced the believers that if they did ritualistic sacrifice, then they wouldn't be touched by the police, that they would be untouched and they can get away with things. If And it was, he had a history of like Santeria and a background in that. And so he just kind of, no, took it and ran with it. And so they murdered, dismembered, and did crazy things, boiled people to dozens of victims. I think there were something like, over 40 victims that they what had was found the reason, buried though? they just thought that if they had done, if they did rituals that they would not get caught that they would have to sacrifice people in order to escape the cops and how they ended up getting caught is uh one guy one of the members got caught in like or ran through a roadblock and then the police chased him caught him with drugs began to ask questions and then they had already found the bodies but they didn't know who was responsible for all of these murders and all of the, the ritual killings. And there was no connection between the bodies. Like they were all murdered in b bizarre and unusual ways. The only connection was what was done with them ritualistically after they were dead. And so they did all these satanic rituals with the body parts and like ate them and boiled them and all this gross stuff. And this guy who was caught by the cops ended up giving him the information to then point to these two. That is so crazy. And I'm like baffled as to how I never heard of that. That's yeah. right up my alley. I know. Well, so now they're in jail? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I kind of got the the what happened, but not where they now follow up. Uh... <laughs> well, the they took Santeria and it seems like they changed it into something else, which is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. And that japanese cult that i can't pronounce the the leader shoko ashihara he took elements of like hinduism mm. um, buddhism and then like the apocalyptic language of uh revelation and christianity and it's like all the bad stuff yeah, from that's everything a horrible. i mean you took like some of the good ones and just picked out the worst pieces they and typically this is how they come to be mm -hmm. is they are a part of a mainstream religion and then they shift something in the theology that goes far enough away from the original that then they're no longer considered an offshoot or a sect it's considered a cult because it's not similar enough to the mainstream do you okay now do you think that it's because of psychosis in the mem in the leader when you say do you think it is because what do you like mean? um when these individuals okay how about this do you think that s somebody with all good intentions and no psychosis could be a cult leader no yeah i agree mm-hmm it ha th there you go. You just have a bunch of undiagnosed psychopaths yeah. leading a religious group. That is a recipe for a cult. There you go. That's because I agree. There, I can't think of one example or anything where the leaders haven't been. There's, they, they require too much control of other people to mm -hmm. be considered normal, you know? Right. And oftentimes they move to first what we would call a commune. But they're still like a part of society and they still like go to jobs and stuff. But then it ends up being like a compound. And that's when things get ugly. <gasps> I have goosebumps. Because that they can't, right. they're, they're controlled. Yes. The people. And they don't know how to get out. And that's how you end up with 900 dead people in <sighs> Jonestown. Gosh. You know? 
Because it changed. They they started as something and right. then it changes over time as the leader gets more and more power. And maybe more and more, you know, you look at the progression of any of these psychoses. There is, if you feed into it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. And, and the, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say stronger as much as you get more and more detached from reality. Yeah. So maybe those, those psychotic episodes or schizophrenic episodes or whatever are happening now more frequently or they're lasting for longer. And it also seems to go right in time with the, well, I guess that's just, you know, how old they are, but it's usually, I, I, I rarely hear of somebody starting a cult that's in their fifties or sixties. Mm -hmm. It's usually during the time where psychosis emerges. Right. And they're almost in the height, the the peak of of like the mania. Yes, and, yeah, and that's like collect, 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 collect people, and then it just goes off the rails, and now you've got a bunch of people who are listening to, you and you're fully psychotic. There was this guy, um, German guy named Schaefer, and he took a bunch of people to South America, and he was, I had never heard this word before, ped ped. It's not pedophile, it's pedist or something. It ended in IST. Like it was combining pedophile and rapist, but like huh. that doesn't make sense because all pedophilia is rape. Yes, it so is. So I'm not sure what and, that word means. Right. But he started an orphanage for like South American kids and they did electric shock therapy to prevent the kids from hitting puberty. Like they would electroshock oh their God. genitals and stuff. Oh my God. I'm, I'm free. Ew, that makes me want to crawl out of my skin. And he did it for decades and then got oh. caught when he was like in a wheelchair and he was like 90, you know, and oh. it didn't matter anymore. Oh, oh, isn't that horrible? The and then, you know, the sad thing is we we are fascinated by the individuals who led it and started it. But I want to know what happened to the kids who were. Oh, for sure. Part of that. Yeah, there's video of the kids, like, they blocked out their faces. But, of course. And it's like, what in the heck? Those poor kids, they didn't have parents to begin with, and they end up at that orphanage? Holy oh, yeah, crud. But the, the, it speaks to the power of an authoritarian figure. And I can't emphasize Ooh. that enough, and it's partly because now I'm a doomsday prepper. <laughs> yes. But I'm Well, very... now we're the rebellion. <laughs> yeah, so right. This is like straight Star Wars shit. It is. And I just feel like let's be very careful about who we permit to give us authority. That's all that I'm taking from it. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's like, am I your call leader now? No, I, be I believe. I, yep. Yep. I will. Whatever. I'll, I want level 10. Here's all my money. <laughs> give me the good info. Because, I, I mean, it just, as I, the, the more I read about it, and I always have loved cults, but I tend to like go in fits where like I read about it a ton right. and then I have to stop Yeah, because it's not as if this is a mainstream problem. This is very <laughs> rare. Right. But and it's it, over, you know, and sometimes it could just, yes, that's a good thing to remind yourself. It's very rare. It is. But these then, are extreme. Yes. But when you read about 20 of these in a row, you're like, oh my God, everyone must be in a cult. You're like, wait a sec. That's right. You know, I think you were onto something though when you mentioned the sort of remote member of a cult. Mm hmm. I think that that is, first of all, something that I hadn't thought of lately and is compelling as I watch how information is spread now and how like Facebook is supposedly blocking fake news more now. Uh, thanks. A couple weeks late, <sighs> assholes. Yeah, all the stupid things that come up at the bottom of the screen that are like... And it's not uh, limited, by the way, to conservatives. This is no, a liberal problem as well. Both sides. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like, vet your news. Because it almost is like you're saying where my mom is obsessed. We love Peggy, but... Love her. I mean, over the course of the election, I feel like she joined the Trump cult and she feeds on Infowars, which is the Alex Jones conglomerate or whatever it is. And he is completely bonkers. And so I know oh. that. So 
I feel like I'm overstepping a bit because she's not on here and I shouldn't be sharing her private life. But I mean, she would tell you we've yeah. called her and she has no censor either. She's like, I'm so excited because <laughs> Trump is from yeah. She used to be a big boozer and then she found Jesus. And so she replaced the booze with Jesus, which is nice. But then she went all in mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then this is the most re recent manifestation of the addictive personality that she has, where mm. now she's like obsessed with Trump. Even now that he won, it's, I thought it would end with the election. No, it's only just begun. It's growing. My sister's like, she won't quit texting me about Trump. Oh my gosh. Now her t-shirt collection is just going to grow. <laughs> I know what to get her for Christmas. That's but just easy. make sure you cut the sleeves off or else she'll do it herself. Okay, I could bedazzle it for her, too. <laughs> but I do think... Does she really like the sleeves cut off? Yeah. Oh, She doesn't luck. like a lot of fabric. I'm with her on that one. <laughs> I, I, can, I, I side with your mom. But, you know, I could be missing the mark here, but that's just my sense in watching what's unfolding mm -hmm. and then thinking about these cults. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. There is a call, uh, documentary in, on CNN called Holy Hell that you guys should watch. I'll send the link in the newsletter. It was about a commune mm -hmm. in Hawaii that was also... They, there's often yes, a lot of I sex know that stuff. One yeah. With the boys? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. A lot of people use yes. cults as a way to get their sexual rocks. Because off. the same skill that it takes is grooming. Yes! That is it. It's the exact same skill. Oh, my God. So if you are good at, you know, convincing people. I'm so sorry, everyone out there, for the creepy feelings we're giving you on the inside right now. <laughs> hey, they asked I for them, too. I just like, like a, so, you know. This is not, this is a bad episode to not have wine, by the way. We really we don't even have all. any wine right now. That's God. not right. Not right. We should definitely be drinking through the this. The last thing we should be is sober. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Tell me about, um. You, what else you wanted to talk about? Oh, you the other mentioned... one. Yeah. So a few, the other thing that I, I, I had no idea how big this was because I was just born when this was happening. Stop so, rubbing it in. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that. You yeah. were a, a young little yeah, duckling but I too. It. So there was a period of time that was referred to as like the satanic panic. So it all started with this McMartin preschool case. And it was, I didn't even know anything about this, but it is the most expensive trial in U.S. history. It cost the United States $15 million, and there was not one single conviction from it. So I didn't know that. Not a single conviction. So what Tell happens what happened, is yeah. there was uh, a, a woman claimed that her child, who had gone to this preschool for 10 sessions, 10, 10 visits, she claimed that he was, her child was molested and uh, that sexually abused. And then they started doing, they started investigating, didn't really find much. And then she started saying that they were performing satanic rituals there, that they were drinking blood, that, and she started going off on all this satanic stuff. And it ended up that 400 children were put through intense interviews. 400 children, your, your son's age, Lincoln's age, yeah. were put through interviews where they were, they, and, oh, this was the worst. So the mom, before they did the interviews, before all the investigating, uh, it's, all the investigation started, the mom, the school put out a, paper sent something home to the parents saying there's been a case of 
child abuse. If you have ask your children and find out if your children and uh, allegations include groping, fondling, molesting, and gave them a laundry list of things that this included. Now, if you're a parent with no knowledge of of this sort of thing and you hear that it would be really easy to go off the rails and just be like oh my god my kid's getting abused and that it fear and panic just set in with these parents because i think that school did a terrible job handling it and the police did a terrible job handling it and it just went nuts and they interviewed 400 children and i can only imagine did a lot of damage to these kids with all their questioning and interviewing. And it started this whole, like, satanic, I don't know. Hysteria. Hysteria. Yeah. And that's kind of the oh, the thing that I, you know, I looked into it a little bit because I was looking at um, uh, this, what was it, like the Order of the Solar Temple that was found at the same time as another cult that was with uh, in, like, upper-class middle-class society, like all these rich white people who were believed in Satan and were part of this. And it started this order of the solar temple in which it ended up with like 74 people dead and a whole bunch of suicides and temples burned and there, all this stuff, horrible stuff. But it was during that, that time of, and they believed that so many people hopped on board this other cult because of this like mass hysteria yeah. that was setting it. So this is, what when I was talking about the car design thing, this is another example of that because it's like the eighties were big into like horror films mm. and occultist themes in pop culture. And so I think it blurred the lines for people about like what is actually a threat. And then when there would be like one thing, then it felt like a lot. Oh huge. Uh I wanna read the what this mother, her name is Peggy Buckley, claimed happened because I did not do a good enough job explaining just what, how nuts she was. Yeah. Uh, so it said that she, oh, so this woman claims that the mother of the preschool worker was involved in satanic practices and she took their son to church and the boy was made to watch a baby being beheaded, was forced to drink blood, and then she assisted that the preschool worker sodomized her son while his head was in the toilet and had him taken to the car wash and locked him in a trunk. And then she told the police that uh, this man pranced around the preschool in a cape and a Santa Claus costume and that other teachers at the school chopped up rabbits and placed some sort of star on her son's bottom. And so what do you think that this didn't happen? Uh, After the police and people further investigated they diagnosed the woman with paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. So this all started because one woman was sick sick and undiagnosed paranoid schizophrenic, probably in her first episode. It's so sad. And, and destroyed. I mean, probably did had some lasting effects on, Oh, and Ray Buckley, the preschool worker was in jail for five years awaiting Sent a okay. trial for this. That's what I thought. Yeah. Five years he sat while paranoid schizophrenic was saying that he was wow. dancing around in Santa Claus costumes. Holy crud. When I was growing up, I went to a um, evangelical school mm-hmm. and we had to watch this um, documentary. I think I've told you about it before. No, you haven't. What? <laughs> Called Hell's Bells. Have you heard of it? That sounds familiar, though. Maybe you have some of this. It's like the danger of Satanism in rock music. Oh, no, you haven't. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was just thinking of this ACDC song, Hell Smells. It's oh, an awesome song. Yes. and Oh, are you kidding so... me? Tell me everything about it. Well, I mean, I was, let's see. I would have been like 12 at the time. And it was outdated as well. So it's like, first of all, what 12-year-old is listening to like, you know, Led Zeppelin or even like heavy metal, weird music. And, um, so it even had, I remember it had Pink Floyd's, uh, Uh we don't need no education. Uh They thank you if you play that backwards, play play it backwards. It was always about playing it backwards. Uh Like the devil's in it backwards. Yeah. 
And they were like, if you listen to this music, you're exposing yourself to the devil and he can influence your life and your mind. And um, then at the very end, it was like, oh, and also like Whitney Houston and uh, George Michael as well. Are also part of it? Yeah, like it was all this heavy stuff. And then it was like, but also these But don't you think that hasn't really disappeared? Because that whole Illuminati thing. What is the deal? I'm still not sure. But... (laughs) Apparently That's Beyonce funny. and Jay Z and every and there are triangles and, and and what do you mean Beyonce and Jay Z are part of the Illuminati? Who says this? Uh, not me, but people who believe in this. This is now turned into like a conspiracy theory, but I'm fine with it. Why would they be in it? That the Illum like that. Uh- I have no idea. I also have not enough information. I oh know. no, we now just, we're just pulled out our phones and, and we're like, oh, okay. So this whole planned and organized uh, uh, episode is going out the window. Hold on <laughs> or, a minute. Yeah. So I there's something about um if they're in the Illuminati, they're doing a bad job because they were supposed to get Hillary elected. <laughs> yeah. No joke. What the heck? The conspiracy theory. Yeah, say it. Tell me. We don't think it would be an understatement to say that the news cycle over the last three days has been... I don't know what this is. Okay, Jay-Z. Illuminate your mind? No. What's that about? No. Beyonce and Jay-Z are clearly Illuminati. Just look at the signals. What's with the triangle obsession? I don't know. That's what they say. Um... Okay, okay. So here's the deal. The Illuminati is an organization of powerful, wealthy Satanists who control culture, religion, politics, and apparently all of our top 40 hits. Their ultimate goal is to create a new world order or one gigantic world government. For reasons, it's unclear. It seems that at the top of uh, our favorite pop culture stars are in cahoots with the whole Illuminati thing. Did you know that Blue Ivy's name actually stands for Born Living Under Evil? Illuminati's very youngest. Given this logic, Beyonce and Jay-Z's babies, okay, blah, blah, blah. But it's just this whole article from Bustle just kind of saying like... It's a joke though, right? To to some people, yes. But to some people, apparently not. Like there are all these symbols like triangles and then a hand covering one eye. And I don't know. What's the big deal? I don't know. I have no idea. It's like Lady Gaga, Britney Spears. Oh, for Pete's sake. They say like all the, everybody's hands form a triangle. And then like Nicki Minaj is pictured with the Pope. And it's liter- she was dressed as Satan while she... Like, look at that picture. They're saying <laughs> that that's like proof. That's insanity. Kesha, Katy Perry, Beyonce. Right. Well, they're not doing a good job of whatever they're trying to do. Hey, if you're somebody who believes in all this Illuminati stuff, can you please tweet at us? Remember when we had Peg on the phone, my mom, and she was like, have you heard of the Illuminati? Right. So like <laughs> my brother and your mother yeah. are for some bizarre reason agreeing on the same thing. Yeah. If that isn't the time a sign of the end of times, I don't know what is. Yeah. A lot of people are feeling very scared and disenfranchised. Well, th- Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to, to, you know, kind of bring it full circle is that a lot of these cults capitalize on fear. Yeah. And, That's what I'm saying is why mm-hmm. I feel fearful right now and I'm fighting it because I don't want... You got... You can't be fearful. Yeah. Because it... Nothing... It clouds your sanity. Yes. It really does. It really does. If but, you're fearful, you can't be thinking like globally and consciously and but the remedy is cracking a fucking book like this is what i'm trying to get to people (laughs) read people you know from credible credible news sources right my god because this isn't these cults that we're talking about they're not a million years ago these are real things that happen all the time 2007 2008 was the most recent one i have the most that? recent one I have was uh, the 2008 Russian doomsday cult in which this is bizarre. You tell me about this one. No, I, I just know that there is one. And oh, it's like a big deal. And like this one is the, so freaking. So this one is because it, it always stems from that creepy guy. So yeah. this creepy guy lured in women and children, mostly like young women between the ages of 18 and 21, convinced him it was the end of times and then yeah. built a bunker in Russia, yeah. convinced all of them to go in the bunker. And then he was like, no, no, I'm going to stay out Psych- here because right. I'm going to go recruit new members. They don't do this. This is a classic cult leader move. Classic. Where like, they're always like, you're not allowed to have sex. And then they're like doing everybody. Everyone. And then they'll be like, 
no drugs. And then like Jim Jones is high on speed and heroin. You know what I mean? They all do that. They they're exempt from their own rules. So there are pictures online of the cops trying to lure or uh, get cops, police, whatever, trying to lure these people who are trapped in the bunkers out of the bunkers. They tried for months to get these people to come out of the bunkers. They finally left. You want to know why? Why? They ran out of food. No, you'd think that that I guess this guy kept bringing them food. There was no reason. Oh, right. Okay. Two people died and the rotting corpses in the corner of the bunker became so toxic and nauseating that the people inside who were convinced that it was end of times upstairs were like too much. And 12 of them were like, I'm out of here. I'd rather take the end of the world than this toxic rotting body. And they they left the bunker because of rotting corpses. (laughs) This is so much better than I even knew. Right? It's awesome. Isn't that? Yeah. People at home are happy. See, people, you ask, we We, supply. We delivered. Oh, creepy. And really, what better way to say happy Thanksgiving (laughs) than to talk to your family about cults and politics? Oh, I encourage you to bring this up at the dinner table. Yeah, let us know how it goes. Oh my God, hilarious! Hashtag also, brain candy Thanksgiving. Encourage people to uh, do what I am doing, and if you're not getting a Lost My Name book for your most loved ones, donate to a charity of your choice on their behalf. And that's what I'll be doing for my Christmas presents. I encourage you guys to do the same because so many organizations need it right now, and. It's a good way to use, I don't know, a powerful good. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter on thebraincandypodcast.com. See you next week, guys. Oh, I don't want to go. You have to. Okay, bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.